Welcome back to the B2B Copywriting Podcast. I'm Marcel Lillestrom. Today we'll go through the five tips for SaaS landing pages that I always use as a checklist myself and also uh, advise clients and you know anyone that listens to me really to, to keep in mind. So here are the five tips. First one, the three-second rule. Second, uh, to cut the fat and optimize for slow devices. Third, aggressive opt-ins. Four, match the intent. Five, segment hard. Okay, if any one of those uh, felt like they could be interesting to you, stick around. And if not, well, I'll see you later. Um, Yeah, this is probably where I would put in some kind of ad or some type of music, you know, because that's what podcasts do. But I'm not like the other podcasters. I just talk and then I stop talking and then I publish then I talk some more in another episode. So, you know, this is what it is. But let's get started. So the three-second rule, a.k.a. the first tip. What is the the three-second rule? Well, you can probably imagine or guess what it is. And if you've guessed anything, you're probably right, because it's so obvious. It is that for any new visitor, you have three seconds to convince them of three things before uh, they either stay or they leave for good. So the the three things are, they are actually questions. So the three questions are, what is it, what's it about, and what do I get? Now, this is not, just as a disclaimer, it's not like I thought of this myself. I can't remember where I heard it, but you know, it's, it's what I use and I think it's really, really smart. So again, what is it? What's it about? And what do I get? So let's say somebody goes to your website right now. Bang. And now the page loads. And now you have three seconds to convince them of these three things. So let's say you have a CRM for freelancers that helps freelancers um, manage their clients and you know keep organized all of that that part of the of the business. So what is it? On the above the fold, aka the everything the person sees in their viewport in the on their device, you should have answered the question, what is it? Well, it's a CRM for freelancers to manage their clients. This should somehow somehow be baked into your headline or your hero image or something like that. What's it about? AKA what is the page about? Well, this page is about the benefits this CRM gives you. That's what you should also communicate about the fold. And lastly, what do I get, AK? Why should they care? Who like they have a million other things to do? Why should they stick around more than three seconds? Well, because on this page you'll discover the benefits from using this CRM. And if they are freelancers who manage their clients with, uh, well, some I don't know Excel or Notion or some kind of uh, not the best CRM, and they're noticing it's getting a bit hectic and uh, difficult to do then they'll probably stick around because the three second rule aka the three questions are answered and they are targeted towards this avatar okay so that's the first tip so um, let me just recap as an example let's take another example uh, just because okay another example would be um Let's say you're selling a course for uh, new bloggers 
and more specifically, you're selling a course that uh, promises to take them from absolutely nothing to 1,000 views a month. So again, what is it? It's a course for new bloggers that takes them from nothing to 1,000 views a month. Of course, in the copy, you could like, you know, toy around with this and make it more appealing. But that is the core concept that you should communicate. And what's it about? Well, the page is about this whole course and the benefits. And uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And what does the reader get? Well, if they, uh, if they enroll, enroll to this course, they'll learn how to take their site from nothing, absolutely nothing, to 1,000 views a month. And that's it. Then, of course, there's a bit of... Uh, Nowadays, there's more to it than just uh, saying what it is, what you get, and so on. Because right now, let's say if we talk, keep uh, mentioning this uh, blogging uh, example, that is quite the promise to say that, okay, I'll take you from zero to th uh, to 1k views a month. I mean, depending on the niche, that could be a lot or that could be absolutely nothing. But the difficult thing is, is that uh, nobody's really going to believe you unless you have some real credentials, real proof, or something that makes them, makes them believe that you can actually deliver. And I think I've talked about this on an earlier podcast. So if you haven't, you can go and check them out. But this is basically the, the, the idea that promise, claim, and proof, they all need to go hand in hand. Because nobody believes you if you don't have any proof. And that's what most copywriters do nowadays, at least or business owners nowadays. They go with these crazy claims, like you see it everywhere, and there's zero proof at all. And then they wonder why it doesn't work. And also because everyone is doing it, people are, of course, becoming more skeptical because they are getting, uh, well, they feel like they're getting conned because there are these crazy claims, and then they enroll to the course or they buy the product, and then, you know, it's a bit of a letdown. And then the next time they see something, they're like, oh, no, 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 not this again. So you need even more proof now. And of course, getting proof is difficult because proof is proof. It's not something you can just whip out out of thin air. But anyway, let's stop rambling about the three-second rule and start rambling about tip number two. Okay, tip number, number two is to cut the fat and optimize for slow devices. And... Uh, <laughs> This is like, most people think this is like pure basics. Like it's like, whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Make sure it's fast. Okay, cool. Are there like any real tips in this podcast? But the thing is, and I've noticed this myself through making this mistake. It is that it has an enormous impact as in the, the technical side of your site or whatever. Like it's incredibly important to get it right because if you don't like you could be wasting so much time and resources on creating the best content out there to people who can't view it because it doesn't load and then they think oh well whatever i'll go somewhere else like if you remember the tip number one if you remember i mean it was like one minute ago that i talked about it the three second rule that is like three seconds is actually a lot and like i'm not sure how scientific it is but if you think that you you go to Google, you search for something, and then you click on a link. Almost when you click on the link, that's when the timer starts for the three seconds. Like, it is 
incredibly short the actual window that uh, loading can take like if it loads for more than one second uh, they're they're gonna be like ah you know there are like so many other resources out there i'll just go somewhere else this side is bad you know and also it signals that well if the site is this slow how good can the content even be which is you know it's not that rational maybe but that's how it works it signals the wrong things and when i talked about that i made this mistake before i actually have uh, on my own site nordicco.com i used to uh, use an a finnish host and i thought ah you know it's fine a host is a host too. who cares it's just it's just technical stuff and of course i was wrong and the site was pretty much stagnant for a, a long time and then i thought that okay maybe i'll actually actually optimize this a bit and i'll get a new provider and i did some research and got a new one switch over the hosting and then almost instantly i started to see things happening in the in the serps and in the analytics and it's uh <laughs> i mean if i had done that two years ago i don't know where i'd be now i mean it's uh it's such a stupid mistake to make and even though i knew about that you need to optimize and so on well the, the it can't be overstated or understated I don't, i'm not sure it can't be emphasized enough how important it is to optimize and if you don't know how to optimize well the i mean there are technical guides out there everywhere you can like search for checklists i think checklists are always good like like things like on-page seo checklist and then you just go through the checklist and check that you know the seo is okay and that you're like the images you're using there as small as possible this type of stuff the 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 user like the design of the site is clear this type of stuff and that's what i mean by cut the fat and optimize for slow devices also you want to check your analytics and see like if there's a clear indication that um, people browse your site on mobile then also design your site on mobile and then move to you know to checking that it looks okay on desktop because that just makes sense all right let's move to rule or tip number three which is aggressive opt-ins so what i mean by this is that if you think about it people are really indifferent to you and your brand and whatever you have to offer when they're on your website like again remember remembering the three second rule if you just if they stay for three seconds and then you manage to get them hooked to read a bit more they're still going to be fairly skeptical and they're you know they'll it's like a, an old copyright used to say you should write and design as if your uh, prospect has to go to the bathroom because it's like they're constantly anxious you know to get away from you they don't really want to be there but that's the thing with email marketing though when you when you get your their email the whole um playing field changes in a way because then you can just email them and then it'll be on their time when they're in their inbox and it, the whole environment is so different if they leave from that email it's fine because you can just send another as in not exactly directly afterwards but you can you know keep uh, nurturing that uh, relationship 
So that's why I say to people to have aggressive opt-ins and of course make them relevant, make them helpful and valuable so that it would make sense to have the opt-in even if you would take out the sign-up form, for instance, even if you would remove the whole um, the, the newsletter, the actual magnet, the lead magnet that you use would still be valuable to them. You could use it as a, as a blog post or you could post it on uh, social and people wouldn't be like weirded out by the, the lack of quality. So again, you need to have aggressive opt-ins, but of course you need to have provide value for it. It's a, it has to be a win-win transaction. And I've also noticed that using exit intent pop-ups, aka using um, these pop-ups when, when you, well, on desktop, when you just uh, move your cursor to the, the what, what's it called, the address bar, and where you signal to the dev device or the site that you're about to leave, that's when you could have an exit pop-up. And I've seen these convert fairly well from like a, well, depending on the page, of course, but like uh, from one to five percent of visitors actually sign up through the exit intent pop-ups. And what's important there is that you have to be a bit more aggressive than in your normal slide-in pop-ups or, or whatever you use. Because in the exit intent, they're already about to leave. It's like, uh, you're, in a, like you're in a physical shop and they're, they're like walking out the door and then you yell out to them, hey, stop. And then you need to say something to actually get them to, to stop. They're like, they have turned around, you know, and they're looking at you like, wow, what, did I forget something? And then you have to really provide them with something valuable. So I've seen this mistake being done where you have an exit intent pop-up, but the, but the actual copy is a bit too weak. It's more like, thank you for stopping by, blah, blah, blah. So think about that. Like, if you were, again, if you use the same physical shop example, you're about to walk out the door and somebody says behind you, says, thank you for stopping by. And you're like, eh, eh, well, okay, bye. But if they say, hey, stop. Did you forget to check this or something like that? It's, it, you, it interrupts their pattern and they at least put one second towards actually checking out what the offer is. So that's something to keep in mind and something I do as well is... Uh, you could be a bit uh, softer in your uh, in your promotional copy when when it's not an exit pop-up, but when it is an exit pop-up and you actually use the exit intent pop-up to to get get the visitors to your to your newsletter, then you need to be a bit more aggressive. Of course, you can't be you know like uh, too much because you know that that's, that will destroy your brand and it'll make sure that they'll never come back to your site if you go like completely nuts with it but it's still something to keep in mind right okay let's keep rambling and talk about the tip number four which is uh, to match the intent so this is more for when you actually know their intent so if they come from search or paid search you can usually i'm not sure how it's actually done with uh, wordpress or Squarespace or something like that, but I mean, with most, if you really want to, I'm sure there's a solution to to get the information. Like, what are they actually searching for, and then you, well, you tailor the page towards that. So again, um, 
let's go back to the example in the first tip, which is like the CRM for freelancers. Let's use that. So let's say the search query in, um, in Google is uh, CRM for freelancers. Now, what you want to do after they click that ad or that page or that link and they get to your page is that you want to continue the, the um, idea and you want to answer the query that uh, the, the searcher had. So if they are looking for CRM for freelancers, you should actually just print that back on, like above the fold on the page somehow. For instance, like looking for a CRM for freelancers, question mark. Or, or then you turn it around and say like the CRM for freelancers and then some kind of proof afterwards, like now with, I don't know, 5,000 signups weekly or something. And that's really something that... Um, like few people actually do it because there's a bit of a technical aspect to it. You know, how do you actually know what the search query was and how do you actually create the page and make sure it doesn't like uh, mess up other pages. But when you do that, it just it becomes way more targeted. And the well, targeting is good. You like if you remember the old uh, copy saying uh, the rule of one, which I maybe have talked about in this podcast, maybe not. But the rule of one, meaning you should have uh, one offer, one avatar, one message, one CTA, and you know, that's pretty much it. So the same thing here. If you already know that they're searching for CRM for freelancers and they use those exact words, well, why make it difficult? Why just like just mirror back what they say? And that's um that's a really good way to get them interested and let them know that they're in the right place so that they don't immediately go back to Google. And also at the same time, uh, tell Google that okay, this link, this wasn't that good, which might. I'm no, I'm not like the world's leading expert in SEO, but I think that is a signal to signal to Google that you know it, it, this link wasn't that great, so it might um, deteriorate in the SERPs. Okay, and one more tip. This one is to segment hard and I mean it, it's basically a continuation of the match the intent tip from earlier but what I think um, especially now with all the cookies slowly disappearing even though I think it's delayed again but it's moving towards that like all the time that the advertisers marketers we have less like clear and good data to work with which is actually a really good thing because if it's removed from everyone that means that those that would work smart and work harder can actually figure out uh, like really cool USPs or just competitive advantage from a marketing standpoint and that's what I mean by segmenting hard so again I'm trying to think of an example here to make it clear but let's say let's take this uh, CRM for freelancers um, idea again so something you want to do as much as possible is to get more and better and more relevant data from your visitors and uh, well you can't really get all of that like through through you know traditional methods as in like just like let Google get everything or use a third-party vendor that just magically knows everything about your customers. 
what you can do is on the signup form to an extent you can have like maybe the most important thing like say country or company and uh, company size but if you don't and if you want to really maximize the 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 volume in signups you'll remove most of those and just keep the maybe a name and an email but then in when you start getting these uh, leads then you in the nurture emails you actually ask them um about this stuff and this is when the segmenting happens so let's say you have a, a workflow or a journey depending on which uh, email marketing software you use they have different terms but the the welcome sequence you could really uh, bake in a lot of different types of um, segmenting uh, let's call them well, segments and uh, the way i've done it is uh, i mean i know there are tools for it but i just haven't had the time or the interest to actually do it i just created um, new pages on my site and made them like non-indexable from for the google robots and then i've just simply asked in the emails like uh, stuff that's relevant for me so again taking the example of crm for freelancers uh, one of the really important things is uh, well how big is the company well if it if it's a crm for freelancers i imagine they're quite small but then location can be important. What type of freelancer are you? Uh, what type of freelancer services do you use? And this is all kind of stuff that you can you can use to target your message even more in future emails after you've gotten this um, this data. And that's what I mean by segmenting because a let's say a marketing free, freelancer and a I don't know. A programming freelancer they might have different types of clients with different needs and that's something that could be interesting to keep in mind for this product and for the promotion and uh, nurturing of the leads because well a programmer thinks differently than a marketer and they have different needs so they'll require different types of emails but without segmenting it's impossible for you to know this and it's impossible also to create as good of an email and as good of a nurture flow because you simply don't have the data. So then your your message becomes a bit muddy because it's like, oh, I need to, I can't really tailor this only to marketers because I don't know what kind of people use my CRM. So I just keep it kind of general. And you know, general marketing, to put this like um, in, in a nice way, general marketing sucks. Okay, that wasn't that nice, but but you get the point like the the more you can segment and the more clear that your target avatar is or avatars you could have many the better your copy will be okay i think i've rambled enough about that tip as well um yeah that was actually the all the five tips um if you want to learn more about this stuff um just rewind and listen to it again I imagine I had to have said at least something that makes sense, right? Also, if you want just uh, to uh, send me like some ideas or feedback or whatever about this podcast, you can find me on Twitter at at Mats Lille. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much Im- impossible to find out with all the L's and J's. But I'm also at uh, nordiccopy.com and, you know, I think my my email address is there somewhere, so you can find me from there. 
Uh, otherwise, I wish you a good day and uh, hope to see you in the next podcast episode, which makes no sense because there's no video and there's no Zoom calls or anything like that in these episodes. But anyway, I'm signing off now. See ya.